0: Noble dreams Of some noble dreams With his fingers and toes And everything in between With his friends and his foes your friend noble uh coming to you from the bottom of a hill which has a hiking trail up it Uh, it's called wickham hill it's 1.3 miles to the summit all right so i went on a hike the other day and the whole time pretty much i did two things in my head one was to um, try to tell a story that i've told before um, in spanish out loud to give myself a little bit of practice, um, and the other thing was that I was basically doing a monologue in my head, uh, just of what was coming up and what I was thinking about. And when I got done, I thought actually, well, before I got done, I thought that would be that would have probably been a pretty good podcast. And I wish that I had record equipment. Um, and that it was a good reminder that. Moving is a really powerful exercise movement of any kind really helps me um, Just start to flow better and so today It's May 15th 2019 it's about 5 45 p.m. a little bit of a cold as you can hear and so this time I brought the quarter along and I I was thinking today um that, that it would be potentially beneficial for some of you to 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 make a little bit of an introduction. I don't have that much work out in the world and I'm not exactly a household name by any stretch. Um and so maybe there would be value in just talking about a little bit about who I perceive myself to be what I'm thinking about, where I'm coming from at the outset of this podcast. Um, this journey, obviously, is going to—I mean, the point is for it to be much bigger than me, um, and that I'm, you know, as the one putting it together, I'm sort of the hub of the wheel in some, um, some respects, but—so um, I thought that might be valuable. So to give you a little bit of background— I've just eaten a small container of pasta salad of a certain type that was recommended to me, that was fuel for the hike, Um, and, well, my first initial uh, reaction was that I liked this, and then there was this sort of strange aftertaste, which I think came from there being um, pickle relish, like relish mixed in there, and something about a couple of the ingredients combined gave the pasta salad a very strange metallic aftertaste, and I found that a little bit less enjoyable, but I still was grateful for it. Um, And so then after I ate that pasta salad, I followed it up with a banana, and what I well, you know when you eat something that is sweet, for instance And then if you eat something after that sweet thing That has a sort of more um, more depth to the flavor profile Then the sweetness from whatever's left over in your mouth um, Kind of masks the sweetness And the other thing, you sort of taste the undercurrents So what happened was, I ate that pasta salad And Instead of the metallic taste, canceling out the potential metallic taste in the banana, which I've never thought of bananas as being super metallic, but instead of that happening it seemed to enhance it. It was like it put a sheet of paper with a hole in it over the banana just to highlight one spot where all the metal was stored. and. So the banana taste is super metallic, and I thought, I wonder if there's some chemical combination that just allowed this pasta salad to highlight the potassium within the banana. Um, it's possible. I don't know if it's possible, but why not? Anyways, I was grateful for all the calories. Um, I have a very fast metabolism, so I try to eat... A fair amount During the day um, Because Otherwise I seem to sort of Waste away And That's a uh, You know It's just the way it is So It might change But so far in my life Gaining weight Has been Something that takes A very concerted effort Losing weight Comes pretty easily (sighs) So, the biggest revelation I had recently, which, you know, maybe is obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me, is that I'm sort of in this place, the last maybe five years, that I would I would partially categorize as a pretty consistent cruise down Struggle Street. Um, I have a what I would describe as a pretty difficult brain to live with. Um, The internal struggle is real. There's a lot of parts pulling in very different directions. And um, at times I've gotten very caught up in that, uh, very caught up in that battle. I don't know, that push and pull. Um, And... And that's been something that has been a challenge i've also um, I've also realized that there's certain ways that I've shown up in the world that have been um, like really horrifying to me um, that I've treated uh, people that I was in partnership with sort of low level abusively uh, verbally and emotionally and that uh, I've, I've acted in ways that were really, um, both confounding to me and horrifying. And, um, also part of me was like, yeah, you know how to do this. Like, you're good at this. Um, and, but, but the horrifying aspect was, was really what, what came to mind. And most and I, I would think, well, how is it? How could it be that I feel like on the inside or as in my truest self that I'm a pretty loving and easily loving and connective and generous and um, uh, what's the word diplomatic type person? And why am I treating the people that I love the most the worst in some cases? Um, That doesn't add up for me And it also feels really counter to who I'm not only sort of quote unquote meant to be But who I was born as Um, And so Part of my journey has been to Try to address these things Learn about them, learn about where they're coming from And hopefully with um, Both going into them from many different angles uh, and learning about them, where they come from, how they show up. You guys hear that babbling brook? That's nice. Um, I'm gonna be uh, ducking under a tree here. I believe it's an ironwood tree. It has some orange spray paint at its base as if it were marked, but it seems to have fallen over naturally. Um, So anyways, so I've been on this journey, and it's not like this clean-cut, cool, awesome, uh, simple trajectory, because I don't think I'm really built for that, really tuned that way, and also just the way life is. And at times, I've had this voice... You know, I have a very harsh critic in my head, and I've had these voices coming up like, "Man, you're just so self-centered, and all you do is just work for yourself, and you're just like so self-absorbed, and all this kind of stuff." And well, uh, that's that's a, that's an opinion, and um, and sometimes it's really easy to believe those voices. And think, yeah, you're right. I really, it would be better if I was more outward looking. Or if I was giving to other people more directly and concretely and, and visibly. And, um, and that's, a, that's a space that's easy to get down on myself about. And so what I realized recently, and this sort of happens around springtime... Uh, the last couple of years, where I kind of get this sense of, like, oh, all the work that I'm doing is finally coalescing into something that is valuable. And it's worth sharing. But not only just sharing, not sharing from, like, an evangelical place, but just, like, sharing as in, like, showing up. Like, I'm not going to tell you. i just want to show you. I'm just, me, my being is different. And, um... <laughs> In subtle ways, which can make a huge difference, in my opinion. And so the thing that I I realized—I promise I'll get (laughs) there—but I have to. uh, Well, no, I don't have to. I'm choosing to walk up this log over here, um, get a little vantage point down into the valley. It is springtime here, so all the leaves are about maybe a third of the way out, and they have a really, really beautiful, um, very bright. Green color, and then the ground is still littered with leaves from last fall, which are plastered down pretty tightly from all the snow um, so there's little grasses and ferns and baby maple trees and things like that sprouting up from the ground um, so I realize is through through um a series of events, one of which was the first episode with. Uh, with Tina, sitting with her for that first time, sitting down with someone to record a conversation, you know something that I had had envisioned in my head being something I might do someday and I realized in that moment and with some other moments um interacting with people that I've been blessed to have uh you know been given that chance recently, is that All the work that I've done in exploring the different aspects of my own personality and my own trauma and my own struggles, and whatever keeps me from showing up in the world the way that I know I'm A, capable of, and B, sort of, like, meant to, again, in in, in quotations there, um, has made me a more compassionate person and i'm feel more capable of sitting with a wider variety of people who can tell me their stories i could be more present with them and actually say with truth yeah i as for, as as closely as i can mirror my own experience to yours i get where you're coming from and i see you so it's like this empathy which is actually you know Truer, in my opinion, uh, comes more fluidly, and also because of investigating my own um, like trauma responses and the way that I show up in different challenging situations or have shown up uh, in the past and still continue to um, in some departments because I've spent a lot of time and energy into sort of learning about these things, and investigating them and seeing if there's tools available and trying them out and all this stuff. Then it's like there's so many more territories where I just feel kinda of like ready to go there with people. And um it's funny, like I don't have an ego about this. If that's what's if that's the impression you're getting, like that's it doesn't how it's not how it feels where I'm where I'm coming from. And it's more just like I feel like I'm coming closer to home. And like I feel much more diplomatic. It's a word I already use, but that's one's coming up a lot. Like seeing like where's my investment? Is my investment in belief systems? No. I have strong opinions about some things. However, I'm realizing two things. One, it's way easier like labels the most important label to me right now is human being if we're talking about people. Um I'm just interested in who they are as a human being. And I notice things come up like based on the way I was raised and the way that um you know the the communities which I've been the most uh consistently part of and stuff like that and their sort of ideologies. I notice there's certain things that like this training bumps up like hey look here's a flag they are this or they are that and then I go okay okay that's that's the training and it's easier for me to separate that and then go okay cool that's not a red flag it's an information flag oh they voted for this person they believe in this thing they uh, agree with this ideology whatever it is um, no, no, keep listening. Let's find out who they are as a human. And like I'm sure there will be times in my life and for people that I'll come across where that'll be you know, it's easy to say and and sometimes, um, you know, maybe I'll be more challenged with that than I think I'm capable of. I don't know. We'll continue to see. But it's hard to express just how like amazingly liberating that feels. When you suddenly like, oh are all these things that I've learned true for me? And are these definitions that I put around myself actually true for me? Yeah, they'd be what maybe people would expect based on like who I've been around and where I've been and um all that kind of stuff. But where's where's the training and where am I and where do they overlap? And that's been really difficult in some departments, and really fascinating. And like I said, uh, on this side, and this closer to this end of the process, very liberating, very liberating. And uh, I just—it's easier to just remain in a in a place of curiosity. Um, as soon as I label somebody as something, I, I feel constriction. In my body, and I realize that i'm not listening wholeheartedly and holistically i'm not i'm not I'm listening with an angle, and that doesn't feel as good and it makes me come into this place where I realize like I'm trying to bolster something that I already believe in instead of really learn from this person so the other thing, I'm going to cross a little stream here because I'm noticing there is a small cabin with some boats around it, some canoes, and a pond, and I would like to explore this area. The last time I was up here was in the winter time, and it was very snowy, and the lake was frozen. Um, there's a boat <laughs> It looks like almost like half a canoe I've never seen a boat that shape It almost looks like it wouldn't float But uh, it's almost a perfect triangle It's nice uh, Oh, there's a little deer oh. Cruising across the hillside This is a very beautiful pond It's almost perfectly still So there's a... Uh, Gorgeous reflection. I did take along my phone so I could take some pictures, so maybe maybe I'll take some pictures for you guys. Um, there's a nice little screened-in cabin. It's very nice, very nice indeed. Anyways, so... Oh, come on, come on. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to stop talking while I'm waiting for the phone to load, but it is kind of confusing why it's taking so long. And the camera's covered in dust anyways. Um. Come on in. Yes, yes, we can do this. There we go. Um, Here we go, ding, ding, and... I'll get one of the triangular boat (laughs) just in case. So um, I was reading a a Brene Brown book about belonging, which I am currently forgetting the name of. But we'll uh, we'll look it up. And uh, she said something in there, which I realized had just started um, happening with me consciously as well, which is like when you're talking to somebody, another person, maybe more than one, um, and there's a certain topic. And I realize that I have a uh, an opinion about that topic. And I kind of start to dig in my heels a little bit because uh, I've already thought about this. I've already gotten the research done to some degree and so I have a stance. So I will present that and then the other person may have a a seemingly opposing stance and they'll present that and then I'll notice that at a certain point we'll go back and forth and I'll realize that my opinion is based on a certain amount of information. And when that certain amount of information runs out, I have a few choices. One is to kind of continue to dig in my heels and then synthesize the information I have in different ways and use my own creativity uh, and cleverness, whatever, to sort of continue to attempt to bolster my argument. But it's more based on, like I said, that cleverness and creativity. Like, okay, well, maybe I can string something together here that'll keep me in the fight a little longer. And there's something sexy about that. You know, it's appealing because, like, you know, there's a competitive aspect uh, to having, well, there's a a competitive potential to having a conversation and that could be appealing to a lot of people and to definitely myself at a lot of times and uh less and less maybe and then there's another choice which is okay i recognize that i've come to the end of my knowledge about this um like uh, this is the information i have this is how i've perceived it this is what i've um this is what i've come to believe about it, and this is the best argument that I've constructed around it. But that has come to an end. The place where the information is has come to an end. So then my other choice, which I'm choosing way more now, and is way more interesting to me, and way more fun, and uh, also just relaxing, um, is I just stop and then see if the other person has more information. And then learn. And then maybe next time, with my newfound information, I'll either have a different opinion or I'll be able to string my opinion along a little further. But it's like, I just have found my investment in trying to be right about stuff is going downhill. And my investment in just being curious and trying to always learn and always learn from where someone else is coming from is going uphill. And that feels really exciting. I mean, I think it's something I've always been decent at, but definitely not great. and sometimes, I mean, in my judgment, sometimes you know I've really i've really I've really shut down parts of me, parts of my listening capacity because of having preconceived notions of what a certain label means. Oh, there's a little teeny newt here right by the edge of the stream. That's adorable. If you don't know about the Red Eft Newt, they have a really interesting life cycle. I'm taking a snap for you guys here. Um, they start out in the water. Uh, they they hatch from eggs in the water. And they're cute little, little dealies with uh, frilly gills. And then at some point they get sick of being in the water and they grow bigger and they crawl up and out of the water and then they are red eft newts eft e f t and then they're really beautifully colored little adorable uh lizardy looking deals and they romp around on the land for a while and then when they get older again they're um, and at that point, I think they either have lungs or they breathe mostly through their skin. And then at another point, they get older again, and they go back into the water. And their tails become, like, ribbon-like. They they get really tall and thin and uh, vertical, so they're better for paddling around the water. And then that's when they mate and stuff. And then they live in the water for the rest of their days. And I think that they have lungs at that point And they come up to the top of the water to breathe So they're pretty cool Um, Anyway, so we're just talking about that um, experience And, man, is it hard sometimes Because uh, I've had, you know, situations recently Where I had the sense that I was being um, labeled ahead of time, and that certain aspects of my being were being labeled and assumptions were made on those, or that somebody wouldn't listen to me because I, um, had certain attributes, which, you know, pretty much just things I was born with, um, and I understand that people have, um, you know, different traumas based on different, um, you know kinds of people or kinds of animals or certain things and that that is uh can really inform how they show up in the world and uh but it's been really challenging to figure out like how do I navigate this situation that feels fair in my own self and that I can show up continually from a place not of defense but of really just uh you know I, I want everyone to be valued and heard um, regardless of who they are and how do I contribute to that the most effectively and I find that it's easier doing it for other people like listening to other people than it is sometimes to be heard in certain situations and that's um, largely navigation that I'm just sort of learning about and that's a good challenge. So, we're now in the part of the trail, which is dampened in noise. We're hearing, I don't know if you can hear them, I I got my headphones on, but this mic tends to be pretty, like you get what's right in front of it and not much else. But there's a um, thrush, either a hermit thrush or a wood thrush, I believe, and... One of those two, you can look them up. I can never remember which is which, but has the most amazing, like, it's it's so hard to describe. It's like this impossible chime. I think they might be one of the birds that has two voice boxes, so there's these, like, overtones, and, oh, man, it's incredible. You can look up, actually, I recorded some yesterday when I was out in the woods, so maybe I could patch that in. Let me see here. I don't know if you hear that or not. It's hard to tell on the headphones, but um, yeah. So that's what I've been thinking about recently, and um, this podcast for me is a, is is kind of a big deal, and I'm um, I, I really believe in it and i also have like a lot of parts of me that are really trying to make sure that i don't invest in it and that i don't um stick with it and that i don't believe in it and all that stuff but um it's kind of a fun challenge to keep honoring those voices but also pushing through and like no let's let's see what we got cuz it's such an interesting like <laughs> so much potential energy within a person and like i host these storytelling nights sometimes and it's a really fascinating sort of look into the way that people report themselves because the most common thing people say is i don't have any stories and you'll hear it from multiple people in the room and you look around and it's like okay well say there's 15 people here average age of you know 50 so that's like 750 years of experience i'm sorry but in 50 years there's just no way you don't have stories probably something happened to you today that you could describe really beautifully and that would resonate with someone else so anyways i've been sort of reflecting on this with myself like viewing myself judging myself as someone who has a whole lot of potential energy and that like when I get out of my own way um like just creative stuff just flows through me so fluidly and like uh it's just such an amazing process to be part of and that's you know when I feel really alive and sort of centered or uh What's the word? This hill's pretty steep. You can hear me huffing and puffing. I'm also arguably a little bit overdressed, but I have my record equipment in the pockets of this vest I'm wearing, so that uh, the old strip down time might not happen. I'll just sweat instead. Um, Oh, golly. Lost track back come back come back oh man well oh just creative flow and all that stuff so anyways and I tend to be like a really pretty introverted type person and if I want to do something a lot of times I'll just figure out how to do it and I'll come up with my own way and you know use tutorials and stuff like that and then come up with some way to do things that like someone who was good at it would be like pulling their hair out if they watched me, but um including probably putting this podcast together, um, almost definitely, <laughs> but anyways, um, it's like that thing of like, okay, is it possible that there's something that putting something out there in the world? is more important than holding on to it because I have judgments about it. And I remember reading somewhere about this thing of like this covert narcissism that people exhibit. And it's not even conscious usually, but it's like disguised or um, sort of usually described as humility. Where it's like, Oh, okay, you made some muffins, right? And you give them to your friend, and your friend goes, Oh my God, these muffins are great. I really love them. I love this aspect. I love how they're moist. I love how they have a good amount of chunks within them, nuts and good distribution of blueberries. And you say, Yeah, well, but uh, I cooked them a little too long and also uh they should have had more sugar and also blah, blah blah and and so it's like there's sort of like this idea that we're being humble like oh well m- my thing's not so great i'm just this or that but the thing is that the other way to look at it which i think is a little more intriguing is what you're actually doing as well is you're completely negating that other person's opinion in service of your own. So they say, Oh, I really love this. I think these muffins are wonderful. I love these things about them. And then something something in us is has some belief, like I'm not good enough or whatever. And so we go into this thing of like, Well... Blah 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 blah, but it's the covert narcissism because you are you're 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 putting your your opinion superior to this other person's, and um, so that's just sort of something interesting. And so the reason I bring that up is because it's something I think about a lot. Of like, okay, I've got these writing projects, I've got these music projects, I've got these art projects, I have all of these creative things that I kind of do on my own, in my own little world, and there's really only an audience of one, and, you know, that audience has, you know, a lot of voices within him to contend with, some of which are not very kind, and might convince him about something about that thing. And if he adopts that belief that that voice says then it's only his opinion really, and it's only his if he adopts it, otherwise it's only this voice in his head and i don't when i when I refer to voices in my head I don't have um I don't have like audible voices i'm I'm speaking to the different parts of the psyche that are you know sort of chime in um, when different stuff comes up and so I could choose to believe that, and then whatever it is sits on a shelf or sits in a hard drive or sits on, you know, some place, and then that's it. It gets an audience of one. It's like an experiment with one subject. Well, there's not a lot of experiments that go down that way because no other you know, you you won't get any credibility. Um, and so anyways, so I've been on this, so just experimenting with like putting things out into the world and then noticing what comes back and coming from a place of like, just really, yeah, just trying to be as curious as possible. Like, oh, I thought this thing would be funny. And nobody laughs. Well, It's still funny to me, and I don't need to, like, you know, go into this whole thing about abandoning myself and, you know, sticking to my own truth and blah, blah, blah. Like, it might be just not the thing to put into this thing, and that's okay. Because if, you know, 80% of people laugh at something else, and I'm shooting for something that has mass appeal, or that is going to give, you know, potential for people to smile or laugh, like, you know... I could get over my own thing of like, man, that's really funny, so I'm gonna just keep putting it in there. And it never gets a laugh. Well, who am I serving really at that point? And I think it's good to serve oneself, but I also think it's way more interesting to put something out there and see what comes back. You don't it's like kinda you don't really know what you have. I don't I'll just speak for myself. I don't really know what I have sometimes because I'm only an audience of one and it's so easy to and i i mean i'll be the first to agree with some of those voices in me like i can be very sort of self-absorbed and self um oriented and go very introverted um but i think there's gold in that and i don't think it's something to be i don't think it's something to be um marginalized but i also think that um, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what can go out, what I could put out into the world, without it having to be a certain thing. But then learning that it might have an impact that really matters to somebody else, and if that if a one person comes back, and like I was talking with uh, Tina. Like To me the most meaningful feedback is gratitude right? Because it takes me out of the equation Sure, I put something together and put it out there It might have been my creative process Whatever, that synthesized that thing But once it's out there And that person has it Interacts with it, listens to it Plays with it, whatever it is that it is Then if they come back to me And they say, thank you for putting that in the world. You know, in whatever language they use. Because it was really helpful for me. Um, Like, I write little stories. um, not, Not to diminish them by calling them little. It's just, they're generally... Well, actually, they're not always short. Anyways, I write stories sometimes. And put them out to a list of people on emails. And I remember one time... You know, I had this little vignette that I wrote about my interaction with somebody. And it had felt meaningful to me. And... But I also had some pretty... I was like, I don't know if this is really an interesting story. Or... I don't know if anyone's going to care. Or, I mean, just blah, blah. But I sent it out anyway, so we'll see what happens. I mean, what if I got to lose, you know? And... Somebody wrote back and said, you know I woke up feeling really shitty today And That story really helped remind me of this and this And really brightened up my day I'm like, okay, well I don't care if anyone else reads it I mean, I'm happy if they do Happy, But that one person Like, okay Putting something out into the world made a difference for someone Well, then it's worth putting stuff out into the world And of course I'm gonna, like, make my guess My best guesses and I'm going to try to put in effort and and really care about what I'm doing. But not to this point of perfection where it's like, all right, unless this is tailored perfectly, unless this is what I exactly think is going to crack the code to get more audience or more accolades or whatever the hell. I'm not really that interested in that. I mean, uh, the accolades, you know, it's like, it's not... If someone tells you you're great, then your chances are, depending on your own internal sort of system, part of you is going to really argue with that. And But if someone tells you that they have gratitude for what you created in the world, oh man, there's no argument. I just I just feel like bliss. I go, wow. Oh, wow. Wowie wow. It's like that's the kind of stuff that kind of makes living feel uh well not feel but it makes yeah it makes it feel worth it um it makes it feel worth it and it and it's easy to judge as being worth it so i've just made it to the top of the hill and i'm gonna take a nice panoramic picture um because i mean it's really nice like really really nice and you can Maybe hear the birds singing. Um, if you can't... Sorry. Maybe I'll, uh, put the other mic on and see if we can get some of the atmospheric sound going on. Um, anyways, so this are, like, some of the things that I've been thinking about recently. And another one, and maybe we'll have, um... A couple of these people on here if they want to be But I realize that like there's certain Like there's certain times in life where we come to realize that There's other choices for behavior Other than the ones that have sort of been trained to become naturally And for me, like growing up In a lot of traditional senses has been A pretty dragged out process and, um, and uh, I don't know to, there's a lot of, a lot of that has fallen on my own shoulders and I'm, I don't consider myself a victim anyway, but I do see our culture and society as failing a lot in the sort of like knowing what it means to be a real adult and modeling that and encouraging it. Um, and we'll talk more about that as time goes by. I hope the wind noise isn't too distracting. I'm trying to sit with my back to the wean. Um so that's been a that's been a challenge for me and sometimes I've realized that some of my sort of trauma patterns or reactions are are pretty young. Like they're they're pretty young strategies. And <laughs> If I surround myself with largely people who have also pretty young strategies for dealing with trauma and that, you know, I'm, I'm really talking like lowercase T traumas here, like things like being challenged or being given feedback or, um, you know, things that a child doesn't deal well with. Um, then despite my best efforts and like having learned some good tools and read, you know, stuff that I'm trying to put into practice, like sometimes it's just really hard. Uh, and I more easily slip into um, old and, in my judgment, not particularly constructive or helpful or connective patterns. And so recently, like within the last couple of months, Um, especially thinking of one person who um, I won't name now, but hopefully we'll get them on the podcast. Um, Like I suddenly was dealing with someone who was around the same age as me. And yet it was kind of the first person I ever been really close with um, that Really, I trusted where they were coming from immediately and that I I trusted their ability to sort of check in with their parts of themselves and then come back and answer from self. And I realized that their approach to life, um, although they were very playful and had a lot of childlike as opposed to childish qualities, um, that they had a very adult emotional response to things and i realized really really quickly i was like I, I really value being in this space with this person and i realized that in order to maintain it it requires me showing up as best as i can oh that was cool Cool. Uh, i think it's a rose-breasted grosbeak maybe I don't know what that bird is. It just flew straight at me, and then took a last-minute turn for an apple tree. Um, anyway, so I realized that in order for this to really meet in the place where we thrive together, which was pretty amazing space, that it required me to really get on my adulting skills as far as like my responses and stuff, and that was a beautiful experience because I didn't have the sense that I was abandoning myself in order to try to be something for her. I felt like, Oh my God, I'm missing an earring. I never even changed these things. Oh my golly goodness. Um, must be for my, these headphones I was using for this job. Ooh, we, um, Anyways, uh, (laughs) so it wasn't this sense of like, I'm going to change me to be with you. It was like, I see this space that we can meet in. I see where you're coming from, and I really value it. and I really respect it. And that's the same place where I know I'm closer to my true self. And therefore, in order to want to meet in that space where I see the most flow and productivity and beauty... I'm going to challenge myself to more consistently show up in that space. And boy, that's feels a lot different than codependency uh in sort in certain realms which would be closer to what I was saying before like I'm going to change myself in order to please you in order to order to you know abandon myself in order to be um appealing to you or something like that which yeah, of course I've done that too. No, plenty of that um but this was a really different feel and um and it was kind of the first time in my life that I really I I I've had it I've noticed it with other people but not someone that I was like romantically in in engaged or interested in um and man it it's hard to describe just how uh amazing it is to have that space and that like if if i if i had a moment or a time when i went into a um uh what's the word regressed like if i regressed into an old pattern or something um my sort of my being would go oh no i've messed up i've ruined this forever which is um characteristic of the ambivalent attachment style and we can talk about attachment styles another day that's something i've been learning and thinking a lot about which is really fascinating and also um you know i i think has helped be able to be more uh, empathetic towards people and anyways um yeah so it's just a really special thing to 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 realize and it's nice to have that like outside space that you so value that mirrors the inside space that that i so value and yet is so hard to cultivate um or has been so hard to cultivate and especially like you know if i hang out with people consistently who know me a certain way and are used to interacting me with me that way it's it's harder for me to show up more consistently how I know I'm developed as the person I'm developing into and what I'm realizing about that person is that it's not all that different and this is like this is like a sort of like cliche thing that gets bandied about a lot but I think only in the last couple weeks have I ever really felt it in my system which is basically like oh I don't need to keep striving to try to be in a dramatically different person like i read this um, uh, kindergarten progress report which i have and our teacher typed up these full page reports on like a typewriter and they're really detailed like she really tracked us closely and gave this really well-rounded and and fascinating glimpse and it's such a such a cool gift to have still. Um, and, uh, but it was so interesting to me because I, like so many of us have uh, spent so much time and energy trying to figure out like, what's my purpose and what's my calling and all this stuff. And, and, and I think there is something to that, that people do have a, a sort of, you know, <laughs> Dharma or, you know, whatever, and that they find it sometimes, and sometimes it's a really specific vocation. Sometimes it's like just a really specific or or general or you know role within a community, um, whatever. And but I was looking at this thing, and it's like Noah is a well. I, I wish I had it in front of me. It was Noah is a, a artist and a writer and blah blah. And anyways. And it goes through all this stuff. Maybe I'll read it another day um, or share it somehow if you're curious. Uh, There's part of me saying, like, why would anyone care, Noah? This isn't all about you. We'll see. Um, We'll see what I want to do with that and why I might want to share it. See, this is the kind of stuff that's happening all the time. (laughs) It's so hard to not make something, like, to think that something's not all about you when you're the one sitting on a mountain by yourself talking in a microphone and yet i really again (laughs) really believe that like it's less about me it's about story it's about my story and that's what resonates like anyway so i was thinking about that it's like well yeah i've tried really hard to like figure out what it is and maybe I've been doing it all along and that's really worth celebrating and paying attention to. And it's just sort of like the combination of attributes and gifts that I bring to whatever I do that we all bring to whatever we do that that's really, really like worth noting. So if even if you're in some job that you hate, you know, what makes it valuable? What What do you bring to it? And if it's nothing, maybe that's not the job for you. But if it's something, maybe it's that you really inspire the people around you just by showing up how you are. Or maybe it's that you are really good at self-care and a lot of people in your office or something notice that you get up and do your laps around the thing and you hydrate consistently or whatever it is that you do to take care of yourself within an environment that might not be suited to your, um, uh, you know, where you sing, (laughs) like where your soul, soul and spirit sings most loudly and consistently or whatever. So I'm just sort of like coming into this place of like, yeah, maybe I'm doing my work all the time. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to still strive and be ambitious and um, maybe hone that down more specifically and into more focused avenues. But it's, it's really fascinating sometimes to get feedback from something that you were unconscious of and how that can have such a big effect and it can have a ripple effect that you never, most of the time, will have any awareness of. Um, I remember one time years ago, my friend Katie came and visited when I was living in Burlington. She came around New Year's. And she's like, no, it was really meaningful today, you, or yesterday, whatever, when she reported it. She's like, you put your hand on my elbow and just looked in my eyes and said, Katie, I'm really glad you're here. And I said, well, that does sound nice, and I have no memory of doing that. And and I think about all the other times in my life where, all, where I have these small interactions with people, and it can be something as small as them saying my name. Sometimes just hearing my name really lifts me up. Like, it makes me feel seen. Oh, this person uses my name a lot. Like, just the other night, I was working as a waiter in this table, just all the people at the table really consistently, thank you, Noah. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Noah. Hey, no, They just used my name almost every time they spoke with me, and I loved them for it. <laughs> I really did. I was like, I, re- I really have an affection for these people because they're making this tiny, probably unconscious effort that's showing them, that's that's recognizing me as a person as opposed to just some you know automaton or whatever and man i think we all do these things all the time and a lot of it goes unreported and a lot of it goes unrecognized and it doesn't get sent back to us very often like that person goes and you know they maybe tell their friend like man i went to the store today and the clerk just said hey you're looking kind of down what's going on with you and uh, whatever, and gave me a smile. Whatever it is, anything that's seemingly trivial or small, a little thing that makes a big difference in someone' life, someone's life, and um, man, it there's it's like those reminders can be so powerful, like just so so powerful, just reminding someone that you really appreciate them. Like, I, my yeah, my friend sent me a text last night. And she was like, I was having this conversation about this and this, and it made me realize that I really appreciate you. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, is, is there anything better to hear in the whole world? So, you know, I think that just reminding the people in our lives that we're grateful for them and that we appreciate them can have such a huge impact, even if it seems like something. I, mean, and I think there's value in it being true. Like, don't tell someone you're grateful for them if you can't really recognize that in yourself or that you appreciate them if you (laughs) kind of don't (laughs) i mean i think there's i don't know i'm not gonna go too far into that because maybe there's value in doing that when you're not in integrity even if (sighs) i don't know could think about that more but um but just you know if you wake up and you think about somebody send them a text send them a message, call them up, send them an email, to say, man, I really appreciate you. I just woke up thinking about you. I don't know about you, but man, especially for someone who can really easily isolate himself and get pretty caught up in his own little storm. <laughs> um, those things are incredibly meaningful. Um, And... Yeah. So... I hope this has given you some sense of who you're talking with, who's gonna be sitting with people, who's gonna be inviting people to this space. Um, like I said, and like hopefully will become clear, um this is a collaborative effort. I mean, <laughs> just yesterday <laughs> I was cleaning somebody's house and I was like feeling kind of down and doldrummy and just sort of blah blah. blah. And then all of a sudden I had this epiphany about like Oh yeah, this part of the podcast where I've wanted to um, bring people in and give invitations, like how? Oh yeah, this is the person I know who's perfect for that, and heck, they might even be on board. Imagine! And I just like started yelling, I'm, "I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah," which is not something that you know I usually do. And God, I got so excited about it. I was just felt like I was like manic the rest of the day. I was like so excited to when I could get. A message to this person to see if they'd be interested, and they are. And um, by the time this one comes out, maybe you'll, you may already know about that. Otherwise, I'll introduce it soon. Um, the chrono- chronology here is a little bit loose because I'm report- recording a bunch of different stuff before uh, I know exactly which episode is going to come out in which order. Um. Yeah. So I'm my my goal for this, for this hike with you guys is to give you a sense of who this person is that you're tuning into. And also just who I am right now or how I'm identifying myself or what I'm thinking of or what I'm believing, because I realize there's really no foundation. Some of you have known me for many years, but hopefully many of you have never even met me in person or heard my voice or anything like that. And, um, so I'm trying to, my intention was to give a fairly well-rounded view, um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I spoke about a lot of stuff that I'm really excited about these days. There's also parts of my life that I'm really, really bummed about more consistently. Um, there's, you know, the person that I sort of love most in the world hasn't talked to me in almost a year, and that's really painful, and... It's a very long story and one that you know hopefully will have more chapters but it's been a huge journey of uh, grieving and celebrating and questioning and all this kind of stuff and I'm I'm there's still departments in my life I'm struggling to move forward with a sense of direction and making commitments to things and um and as many highs as there are there's you know every step forward or two steps forward there's often a step back and trying to learn to be um you know expecting of those things to to come and um holding different space for them and not allowing my entire system to crumble when i start getting down Um, because i'm definitely someone who's prone to becoming very anxious about certain things and can quickly become pretty depressed about certain things. And there's a journey within that of, like, I think Tina spoke to it so beautifully in the first episode where she's talking about um, portraying disability in the media, and she's like, I want it to be at this place where it's not the defining feature of a person, and it's not ignored, but it's it's an aspect of their um, humanity that is part of their reality. And so there it is, and, and that... And so that's, like, where I've been trying to come from, like, I feel like I've, or I believe that I've spent a lot of my life identifying as this person who struggles, this person who has these struggles, this person who blah, 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 blah. And um, and then also getting, uh, you know, caught in, like, this a sort of self-aggrandizing space of, like, well, I'm really great, though, and I'm, like, a wonderful person, and I'm really really super and then flipping and then like yeah but you also like do this and you also do this and therefore you're this and and man it's it's a real journey to sort of get in that middle ground where it's like I'm me um, and I'm pretty clear on what that means and I have a pretty good sense of how I move through the world what's gonna trigger me in small and big ways how i can deal with that and those things coming up and these are things that i have struggled with um and i'm recognizing that i still struggle with these are things that i'm realizing i'm good at and that are um uh what's the word not skills but the other one that um (laughs) Uh, mm, aptitudes so an aptitude is something that you're born with it's a it's a it's a something that you can do well and as opposed and and you can sort of practice it forever but you don't really get better or worse it's just sort of something you have um an aptitude for and a skill is something that you can improve upon and that you can learn consciously um so just sort of recognizing my aptitudes and celebrating those and bringing those more concerted more intentionally into the into the into the uh conversation and see maybe they have value if someone tells me they do for them yeah well we've been through that um anyways i think that what i'm realizing right now is that I'm getting tired. <laughs> I have I have a hike down the mountain. I'm not going to keep recording. Um, I'm going to try to. I'm going to put on the other um, microphone and and try to get some audio of the birds and stuff for for you all. And um, I just want to say that I'm really glad you're here. I really, from the bottom of my heart, hope that this podcast has value for you. I really believe that it can have value. I know that for my own self just creating it and and having these conversations with incredible people hearing back from you about things that you're experiencing and uh and empowering and celebrating people in my life that I really love and believe in I know that this has is already having a big impact on me and I'm just I just want to say again that I'm really glad you're here it's a really incredible thing and uh I hope we can all continue to build it together and it can go places that none of us can even conceive of who knows all right bye sometimes when i hike i like to bring a recorder in the back of my pocket oh i have a reporter recorded in my front pocket of the kind that is using this microphone but in my back pocket and when i say sometimes i'm kidding this is the first time ever check this baby out It's again pretty cold <laughs> okay bye um so i was thinking about maybe instead of doing a uh the kind of mission that i don't know if you've known it, uh, about by now or not but maybe uh yeah just putting it up there as a potential maybe formally invite you to really say express your gratitude for someone that you have in your life express your appreciation for someone that you have in your life and um and do it for yourself as well why not um and if anything happens with that that's it that's uh interesting to you share it with us if if just the experience of sharing it with someone else had an effect on you if if something happened when you express that to somebody else um yeah let us know let us know let us know let us know those stories are powerful and Boy, am I curious. So please, please, please share them. And please do it. Um, Gosh, there seems like there's not much to lose. There's a lot to potentially gain. That's my judgment. All right. Love you. Bye. the birds but you might also be able to hear that there's raindrops starting to fall so i gotta put this thing away (laughs) oh friends i just realized that i forgot to sing you a song um this is a song that uh i learned years ago when i went to hawaii for the first time to the big island of hawaii and it was before i had well i didn't bring a computer and i didn't have any iphone or anything like that and uh So I wrote down the lyrics by hand to uh, some songs that I wanted to commit to memory or sing to myself or that kind of thing. This is called Take a Giant Step, originally by the Monkees. My favorite version is by Taj Mahal. So you can look that one up. And this is my uh, walking down the hill, rain starting to fall again, have a bit of a cold corner, my lips are chapped, A little out of breath. Feeling a little dehydrated version. (laughs) (laughs) Though you played at love and lost And sorrows turned your heart to frost I can mend your heart again Remember the feeling as a child When you woke up and morning smiled It's time, it's time you felt like that again There is just no percentage in remembering the past It's time you learn to live in love again at last Oh, come with me, leave your yesterday, your yesterday behind And take a giant step outside your mind You stare at me with disbelief You say for you there's no relief well, I swear it won't do you no harm Don't sit there in your lonely room Just looking back inside that gloom Come on now, mama, that's not where you belong Come with me to a place where the taste of life is green And every day, every day holds wonders that just got to be seen Oh, come with me, leave your yesterday, your yesterday behind And take a giant step outside your mind Goodbye